Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a great show for you today. I appreciate you joining us. And as always, feel free to ask your questions in the chat. Uh, I can see your comments and questions on all six of my uh, social media and digital channels. And we appreciate you being an engaged audience. Well, I titled the show this week, You Can't Make Disagreements Go Away by Banning One Side and Then Pretending There's Unanimity uh, in the agreement on the other side. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. And that is the challenge, isn't it? We just can't do that. Uh, and uh, we see the left and its media and big tech minions silencing the opposition on the issues like the integrity of the 2020 presidential election. But the efforts uh, have the opposite effects, ladies and gentlemen. Instead of assuaging those of us who question the election, uh, we have become even more convinced that something was amiss in 2020. Uh, and it's not just the uh, folks uh, that are considered out on the fringe by the mainstream media. I mean, you're talking about over 75% of Republicans and over 37% uh, of Democrats and uh, in the 47-ish uh, percent among independents for a total of over 51% of the American voters think that there was an issue with the 2020 election. And in fact, that Mr. Biden wasn't elected in a fair, free and lawful election. Well, my guest today is Joel Altman. He's a leader in the movement to protect America. And this is amazing. He speaks without fear, without fear about the election uh, and many other issues. Mr. Altman's uh, CEO and founder of a national tech company called Pin Business Network, headquartered in Colorado. Uh, Joe's also the founder of FEC United, an organization focused in, on restoring constitutional integrity, demanding accountability, and preserving and protecting the pillars of our community's faith, education, and commerce. Joe's also the founder of Conservative Daily, a large conservative advocacy and news organization and as uh, one of the co-hosts of the conservative daily podcast. And we look forward to talking with Mr. Altman. He is the man who uh, uh, has researched the heck out of Antifa, especially in Colorado, uh, came across a name, uh, Eric Krumer associated with an election voting system uh, company, the AKA dominion uh, and, highlighted that was canceled from Twitter and other social media for speaking the truth. And uh, he continues his fight through FEC and has the courage to stand and face who are turning out to be the enemies of the founding values of the United States of America that are written down in our Declaration of Independence and codified in the Constitution of the United States. Mr. Altman, we appreciate you coming on with us and uh, welcome, welcome, sir, to the Rob Manus show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting go of some of my secrets as far as my green room. <laughs> hey, uh, look, I'm, uh, uh, I'm in transition. Our family's in transition right now. We're, uh, we're actually uh, not living in a brick and mortar house. So my studio is traveling and the, the tricks and magic of TV, sometimes they come out. <laughs> yeah. So are you, are you working? Are you traveling in an RV or a bus or? We are living in an RV right now. Yeah, absolutely. I did that for 16 months. 
Yeah. Well, I, well my house was being re, well, my house was being renovated, so I, I I know what you're up against now. I know the yeah, pain. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're eight months into it with a teenager that I homeschool and uh, two dogs and uh, uh, my lovely wife who's uh, got a lot of patience for the rest of that. <laughs> so, hey, man, I, I do appreciate you coming on. I, it took us a while to get you scheduled, but I think this week with, with Independence Day week uh, is the exact right week uh, yeah. that the good Lord uh, let us uh, have this opportunity to talk and, and my audience to uh, to, to listen to you and maybe ask you some questions and those kind of things. First of all, can you talk about this Eric Krumer guy at all and Dominion, or is that off the table because of, of legal issues and those kind no, of things? I'll, I'll talk about it. I mean, it, it's a it's a really simple thing. I wasn't looking for Eric Krumer if you go back to September. Uh, you know, I, I had gotten involved in what we consider the, the freedom movement uh, back in March after a, a chain of events, and I was running a company. I'm no longer the CEO of of Pin Business Network, they are an exceptional business, exceptional company that works on on data and BPO services. But um, I had to step down because of all the the attacks from the radical left. Okay. But I got involved back in March when they started shutting down, shutting down our communities, and more specifically, just telling us that the virus only existed in small to medium businesses, and uh, said, "But it's okay for you to go to Target or Walmart and these other places." And I, I saw that we were basically taking the Constitution, balling it up and throwing it in the trash and everything that meant anything to us as Americans was being taken from us. Um, and it was a realization that we didn't really have a voice and we didn't have a say and that we were treating us like we were children. And so that that kind of metastasized into an organization where we started looking at, hey, listen, once we got back to where we had opened our communities, uh, we were then told that they at any time could come in and shut us down and do the same thing all over again. And so that's how the the uh, FEC United came about is that they were shutting down churches, taking away the ability for churches to feed their flocks with spiritual food, which is as important as the food you eat. It um, is. On the education side, we want to get kids back to school normally. But what happened through all this is we started to uncover the indoctrination camps that were being created inside of our, our school system when parents started peeling back the onion, going, "What? wait, what are you teaching my kids? And why are you teaching them those things? Um, and then on the commerce side, you know, being able to protect businesses, which these are the three pillars of our society. But we recognize that people inside of our communities do not have, um, they, 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 we're, treated as, we're treated as slaves, right? And then we've given up our representation. And so that's how it all started. Well, they started writing bad things about me and saying that, you know, I was a right wing guy. And that uh, then they said I was a militia guy because I stood up for uh, the, the rule of law when they were attacking police and looting and burning buildings. Mm -hmm. And so I, I worked with a, a gentleman named uh, uh, John Tig Tigan, who is an American hero. He's the one of the people that was at Benghazi and, and one of the main characters, I would say, in the true film 13 Hours um, about that siege in Benghazi. And uh, working with him on building an organization that could fight against this Antifa uh, leftist terroristic movement that's been happening in our society. And so I wanted to find out why they would write things about me that weren't true. I've spent my entire life serving others. Um, and I've been blessed with an amazing amount of success, but I've, I've been the one working on inner cities. I've been the one working on disadvantaged environments, serving on boards, serving minorities, serving um, immigrants, um, and serving so faithfully without any sort of uh, recognition. And so as I started getting deeper into it, I got um, I, I wanted to get in. Someone from Antifa actually came to me. Like I didn't know, it, it, my mind didn't go towards 
that these were Antifa journalists, that these were activists. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but somebody came to me and said, you need to know that these people are all part of this grouping. Um, and part of that grouping was this uh, thing called, I think it's communist, uh, our, our revolution. Uh, it's a communist movement that uh, has, has openly admitted that they've infiltrated every, every uh, far-reaching uh, office of the Democrat Party. And uh, so I was exposed to a call. I got on that call. Uh, the, and uh, I'll say call because I'm going to be very careful how I protect this person's identity. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was listening. I was looking for Antifa journalists. That's it. That's all I was looking for. And then that's when I got to Eric Coomer saying, uh, and, and somebody saying, oh, that's Eric from Dominion when he said that, uh, you know, don't, don't worry about Trump. He's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. So when, when he did that, I thought he was nuts. And I did some research on him, made sure that I documented well my notes. Um, and I didn't think another thing of him. I, I found out he was uh, a, someone that worked uh, or had a doctorate in nuclear engineering and uh, put that aside and said, there's no way that this guy's a part of Antifa. And there's no way that in the world that a guy that has a doctorate would, would get involved in this type of, of lunacy. Um, found the journalist and walked through a process. And then we all know what happened on November 3rd, November 6th. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody sent me some information and I started looking at an article that had Eric Krumer in there as the, as the, uh, it was about the, the in Georgia, the a couple of precincts, the systems went down on election day. Yeah. And he was the, he was the person as a spokesperson. And at that point, my hmm. heart sank. And I thought to myself, there's something more to this. Uh, I started scouring any connections that I had across, uh, I call it providential. I, I do believe in providence um, and got access to his social media platform, at which point I saw that he had posted the Antifa manifesto uh, in early June, that he had anti-police, anti-American, uh, um, anti-Trump rhetoric dating back all the way to 2017. And then I started looking at other things like uh, you know Twitter handles and things like that, other things that they had cleaned off the internet completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. came to the realization that we were dealing with a radical element that is very biased um, and sociopathic that um, wants to destroy and take away the voice of the American people. So I had two days to make a decision on what I did with that information, um, but I started doing research on Dominion and figured out that they were in 28 states nearly fully, 40 states um, is, is part of having some uh, presence, and that uh, they were owned by a PE firm. So I, I've researched the everything about that organization and that's when the death threats started uh, when i came out on that monday and i started getting contacted by across the country by different uh, organizations that were you know trying to figure out what i had uncovered um mm -hmm. so then you know you know i've had to have personal security detail in my family and that's kind of the eric coomer story and and uh it wasn't until he attacked my family and someone close to him attacked my family and said yeah. that they would terrorize me and kill me and came to my house with guns and did all that stuff. Wow. That I came out and said that, uh, you know, that the that I had some nice words to say about him. Then he sued me in December after lying in an article uh, in the, the Denver Post saying that those uh, those posts from his social platform were, were fabricated, that he never wrote really? And that intensified the, the kind of the attacks from the left uh, and, uh, so, you know, try not sleeping at night or having to protect yourself by putting, you know, metal around your bed so that somebody can kill you. That's it's a it's a terrible way to have your family have to live. Oh, yeah. I, I 
totally understand. I, my family and I have received threats ourselves, uh, so we know where you're at. But we also appreciate your service uh, because it is a service uh, to the American people. Uh, let me ask you a question uh, on, on this Krimer guy. Uh, he says these Facebook, they were Facebook posts, weren't they? Some, some yeah. Facebook yeah. posts uh, uh, were fabricated. That's darn hard to do. I mean, you have to be a, 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 a code expert to get it, an expert in their code to be able to get in and do something like that. Uh, and it doesn't make any sense. And what, wasn't there a website too that was archived somewhere, uh, like yeah. a skinhead website or a neo-Nazi website yeah. that this guy was on? Oh yeah, and he's he's written countless articles and things and talking about mm -hmm. the fact that uh, uh, he's a, a a doctor with that's a skinhead, worst type of guy. He's not afraid to beat somebody up and real tough guy, yeah. right? You have to really step out. And um, you know, then then he lied and came back later and said that. Okay, maybe they weren't fabricated, but there was sarcasm. Then he came back even later after that mm -hmm. and uh, wanted to and enforce people to take down different videos uh, where he was a public figure all over the country. And obviously, it serves public interest. So we're talking about a public figure that works for a company that does public interest work. Um, he mm -hmm. is standing out as a spokesperson for Dominion Voting System. He actually owns the patent for the adjudication process. He's a shareholder. Um, the, the other parts that people have ignored, they haven't talked about a whole lot, was that George Soros's nonprofit was in the same building as their headquarters up in Canada. Um, which so you can't make this stuff up, and all of this is coincidence, nothing to see here. And yeah. uh, you know, when he sued me for defamation and said, "Oh, I'm just this guy that works there," that's all a lie. Every bit of it's a lie. Everything that comes out of their mouths are lies. They lie mm -hmm. about everything. Right. And they yep. expect us to believe it. Now we have all this mounting evidence about, you know, what has happened in the system, how the adjudication process works. And I'm a dog with a bone and I'm in the tech world. So I got to yeah. tell you, I, I do not know. I do not know the word. No, I don't know how to not research something and get to the bottom of it. And so when, when you sue well, me, it's, it's like uh, I turn into Doc Holiday. I have no fear. I have zero fear. I don't well, I'm on a mission my, myself, my friend, and that is to to root these folks out because they are communists. I fought in the Cold War for part of my Air Force career. My dad's entire military career uh, was fighting against the communists in the Soviet Union and around the world. So I'm on a mission uh, after my 30 plus years of serving in the military. My mission is to root this out, identify it and destroy it uh, and get it out of our government, our education systems and our communities. Uh, because it is literally the long march, as the communists say, uh, is is very well through most of our institutions now. We're finding out belatedly, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And look, we, we've got to come to the place where we make a decision as a country on whether or not we're willing to spit on the sacrifices of those that came before us um, mm -hmm. in order to selfishly just live out our lives. And, uh, and unfortunately, the sacrifice today is do we want to protect our grandkids and and great grandkids and, and generations will never know. And uh, many lives have been lost that have their, that, that, that their, their names have never been spoken yet. They mm -hmm. stood up very proudly and they stood up, stood up with courage and um, fought for this nation and bled for this nation. And, yeah. uh, and, and we're allowing these Marxist uh, terroristic leftist radicals to come in and, and redefine what our country means. And, and I just, I can't stand for it. I won't stand for it. And I, I believe that I fear two things, God and my wife, and in that order. <laughs> uh, 
I'm with you, my friend. <laughs> the uh, uh, you're a data expert. I mean, you you are. Look, I, I I've been involved in computer programming and those kind of things, systems analysis and design and everything. But I'm not a data expert uh, by today's standards by any means. But I have I have contacts that have uh, previously worked for the National Security Agency that were senior officials in the Department of Defense on cyber operations and countering cyber. Uh, attacks and those kind of things. They, they have had a chance to look into some of these boxes of the data, routers, uh, uh, flows, uh, uh, um, where data has traveled to, from, what servers, and those kind of things. And, and my contacts are, uh, they're uh, hardworking, honest people, and they sincerely believe that something's wrong, and they know that some of this data was hosted outside of the country uh, let alone outside of the county where it's supposed to be hosted. Uh, and they also know, because they've seen the traffic uh, packages that, uh, uh, and I'm not talking about people with Michael Lindell. These are solid uh, folks that are professionals in the NSA and the Department of Defense, uh, uh, both in and out of uniform. And, and they have seen the, the data packages and the flows and where they went to, where they came out of. And they're convinced that Something's wrong. Something is amiss with this election, uh, and they do not. They remain unconvinced that there was uh, that there was not someone reaching in and tampering with code in some of these machines and some of these, especially these key key states. Uh, what are you, I wanted to ask you, since you are a data expert, uh, what you think? If you'd seen the news that came out, I think it was yesterday. Uh, law, a constitutional attorney from Michigan, uh, uh, Pertno, uh, Mr. Pertno, Matt Pertno, uh, came out and said, "Hey, I'm seeing things that we saw in Michigan uh, about folks lock being able to log in remotely, uh, and there's a capability to to change votes in the systems. They're built that way, right? I mean, uh, what do you think about what's coming out of Arizona?" Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get some, get to see what's going on in Georgia, and Pennsylvania, and Michigan at some point. Yeah, so we're we're in a full out. You know, everyone says that we're we're, we're going to go into a constitutional crisis. We've been in a constitutional crisis as of as of right now, right? So Matt DiPerno yeah. is uh, the constitutional attorney out of Antrim County, who's running it for for uh, out of Antrim County, and he went to Arizona to talk to them about what they saw in Arizona. Mm -hmm. and what, you're, what you're saying is absolutely correct, but we have to understand that there are big cons and little cons. And the little cons are still things that are fraud exist in the system. So you can have packets that go back and forth. You can have right. information that gets sent to different countries and that information can come back and do executable files in order to change votes. All of that is true. But what's also true is that you only need something like this, something the size of this that's hidden in plain sight that sits out on the front desk that, that has the ability to affect those uh, phantom or fraudulent votes as well. The if you, I don't know if you uh, are paying attention to a guy named Chris York. Chris York worked with um, uh, Sequoia Voting Systems uh, back in 2008, 2007, 2008. And he was talking about how the fact that they bragged about being able to go into the system, make changes to the system and get out of the system without anybody knowing that they're there, hmm. right? Which is why in Antrim County, they're, or excuse me, in Maricopa County, they're asking for access to the routers so they can see that different information that comes across those routers specifically. And they're hiding that information by saying, by giving that it, it would actually affect national security. What you would need on a router related to national security would be, um, could only be described as something that would be an inside job 
um, or CIA, FBI involvement in, in stealing the voice of the American people. I know data. I know data really well. I also know that one plus one equals two, and yeah. you don't need a very sophisticated system to count votes. Um, yeah, they built a system that's very sophisticated and has lots of different ins and outs that allow for you to hide, suspend, um, recalculate um, votes through the voting system, specifically with the mini voting system. So that it's it's you know it was set up in Antrim that the system was designed to allow for fraudulent activity to exist. I would go even one step further to say that the system architecture by itself, you could not design that system without the understanding of what these flaws were. And every mm -hmm. one of the security experts that I've been talking to about this specifically have all said the same thing. Joe, it's impossible. They built that system to be engineered to have these falls, these faults and uh, these flaws so that someone can come in behind them that shares that same ideology and steal elections and steal the voice within that particular environment. It's a color revolution. I mean, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, and, there, and there's enough factual data to really show. I mean, uh, another friend of mine contacted mine. I'm not, I'm not going to mention their names, but for the same reasons that uh, you don't talk about your contacts' names, uh, uh, he uh, he's an expert in in the code in coding. Uh, very reliable. I mean, the man is uh, to this day. I mean, he's responsible for coding flight systems, space flight systems, uh, and those kind of things, which are the most sensitive of sensitive because it involves uh, life and death. Uh, yeah. And uh, and he's re he reviewed uh, the information when Texas denied Dominion uh, the ability to bring their machines into the state, and, and he reviewed all of the data and the reports. Uh, and and he himself he said, look, you know, I can't speak to the to the changing of boats and all that, but I can speak to the vulnerabilities that I that I saw in that. Uh, and uh, the vulnerabilities to be able to do that are definitely there. And, and that's, that's a good reason why Texas denied them from coming right. in there. But as you mentioned, 28 states have Dominion machines in them. And I, I really honestly think, Joe, the only way to, to, to salvage our election integrity is to, at least for a time, go back to paper ballots and purple fingers like, like we did helping the Iraqis and the Afghanis yeah. when they started voting. Uh, again, uh, and then you know maybe sort some things out down the road to allow you to use digital it would be faster, but it's got to be completely disconnected and and unable to be updated in any way whatsoever uh, uh, with a, a phone or a USB stick or any of those types of devices. Uh, but I don't see that happening, uh, so I'm going to fight for paper ballots. Is what yeah. I fight. Look, there's no reason, there's no reason why we should be using electronic ballot systems. We've been counting millions of ballots every single year without fail, without the election system being controlled by some sort of computer. Whenever you have a black box, we, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that a black box creates opportunities for fraud and chaos. And that's what they've created in our society. And now you have a massive amount of distrust. And we can look at Colorado, and we can look at the fact that it went from being a predominantly conservative environment to this wacky leftist liberal ideology it's because the small few are controlling the majority we are smart enough as people to realize that's what's happening now mm -hmm. we just have to stand up and say listen we're, we're going to stand on the side of truth you have lied to us and, and we have to recognize and talk about what the left truly is the left are liars they their entire platform is lies propaganda and an indoctrination of our children they are holding a gun to our kids head right now i mean that, that's what they're doing and parents that say that hey i'll do anything for my child well you got to start by recognizing what we're dealing with 
and then standing against it. If you want to sit on the stand on the sidelines, what you're going to get in the future is not that you will never have the ability to stand. And so this election system is the tool that they've used in order to steal our ability um, to have representative government. And frankly, if if we don't do something now, we only have one last. This is one last shot. One shot. That's it. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of times in our history where people have said, hey, it's a time for choosing. And it might have been, uh, you know, Reagan, Mr. Reagan's, uh, President Reagan's famous speech, a time for choosing was at an appropriate time. Uh, but but this, what we face is, is different. It's not a matter of the difference in policy. Uh, it's it's not even a matter of a difference in, in ideology within the American system. It is a disagreement. Uh, vehement disagreement with people like, I'll just take myself for instance, like me who believe in the founding values in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution that codifies them, devoted my entire life to protecting that uh, and making sure America was strong enough to always protect that. Uh, those of us like that and these people that come in like Representative Cory Bush did this weekend saying that this is stolen land and black people still aren't free and she's a United States representative. Uh, and, and says oh, the declaration is only about white people's freedom. Uh, I mean, that is a that is not an ideological disagreement. That is not a political or a policy disagreement. Those are those are uh, existential disagreements and how this country is going to be, aren't they? Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, I'll tell you that there's a there's a there's a there's a Bible verse. And and again, we we haven't had to talk much about faith, but. There's a Bible verse. It's Galatians 4.16. It says, have I become the enemy because I tell you the truth? And I believe that we're at a, you know, that this is, you know, I do believe that God is involved in all of this. And I do believe that we have to then act in faith. So having faith and praying is not enough. We have to be able to be willing to stand up and make sacrifices today for preserving our society. But we're, you, we, the threat that we face today is a foreign threat that has become domestic. So we have taken yeah. a foreign threat and we have domesticated that threat inside of our society it has metastasized. It is a cancer that has taken over every part of our government. We, we don't have judges anymore. We have activists. We don't have legislators anymore. We have special interest drones. We we don't have a, 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 a president that believes in the rule of law. He stands up there like an, an empty shell of a man and just spits out things that mimic that of the special interest or foreign powers. So, so we are facing one of the biggest critical points in our history of do we turn into a Nazi Germany, which, by the way, this experiment's been charged, been tried more times than just Germany. And if mm -hmm. you remember that that man was Time Magazine's man of the year, they made Time Magazine's man of the year, Hitler, as he was yeah. killing his own people. Not not after he didn't start killing his own people before that he was or after that he, he killed them during that time. He was killing millions of his own people. And um, yet he was Time Magazine's man of the year. So this idea that they could prop up evil is not a new idea. It's not novel. Right. But now the idea is that they're telling us that they're against fascism when they are the fascists, that they're against um, all these different things. And frankly, they're, they're, they've stopped hiding. Now they're saying we are communists. We are Marxists. Uh, they're, they're trying to normalize pedophilia. They're trying to put um, you know, shows about recruiting and grooming your kids in order to be gay on, on places like uh, uh, Disney. I mean, it's cr it's crazy what we're dealing with, and it's going to take a it's going to take a radical shock back, a shot heard around the world in our society in order to give people the confidence to say I'm not 
going to stand on the hill by myself. But even if I have to, I'm not going to let them take the sovereignty of my nation and or the voice of my kids. I'm just not going to let it happen. What do you what do you think about the uh, on that note? Uh, I've been looking at and watching and observing and, and thinking about the repercussions of January 6th, uh, 2020, for quite some time now. And uh, I remain unconvinced that there was any type of organized like insurrection or seditious activity, but there was a riot for sure but with multiple provocateur players in it. Yep. Uh, uh, nobody that is in that role, I think, uh, should get off scot-free and they should be identified. But we're seeing things like hundreds of people not ch not uh, being allowed to go out on bail that were part of that while we've watched, I mean, li we've literally watched tens of thousands of criminals go in and out of jail like a revolving door that have done things uh, like destroyed $2 billion in, in, in uh, private property over well, the last year. No, they didn't. You know? That was all peaceful protest. I have no idea what you're talking about. That looting spontaneously appeared and just happened and nobody really yeah, did anything exactly. wrong. I think that you sound like you're spreading fake news, misinformation. And I think <laughs> I'm going to have to chastise you for it. Well, thank you for chastising me. But, uh, 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 but you sound exactly like the mainstream media. I just call them propagandists and the regime media, uh, and those kind of folks now, because that's all they do is is spread that kind of craziness. Even Fox News is like that now. That's one of the reasons why I do this show. It's part of my mission to try to get the truth out uh, and the facts. I try not to be biased, but you know we're all humans, so we can be biased. And you're right. I'm tearing down their fake news. Is where you're right. It is about fake news. It's their fake news. You know, uh, for instance, Rudy Giuliani gets disbarred, I guess, in in New York or, or loses his license in New York State yeah. for practicing law. While two lawyers who threw Molotov cocktails at the police, uh, trying to burn up two police cars, are still allowed to practice law and are out on bail, uh, awaiting trial on that. It's unbelievable. The country will not survive under two, two separate legal systems based on the color of your skin or your political ideology. It's just not going to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you the, the, the political, excuse me, the, the uh, legal theory behind what you're talking about, and that is the unequal application of law for one party is not a system of justice or a system of right or wrong. It's a system of persecution. At that point, we live in a lawless society. We are not in a place right now where, and, and if you go back to the, the, what happened on January 6th, I do not believe there was ever an insurrection. That's not yeah. what that was. And There's you wouldn't not. have nearly 100 people that were unindictable co-conspirators. It sounds like the Finicum um, uh, Bundy deal where he was gunned down by the FBI in Oregon over the, the dispute where they stood up against the federal yeah. government. And then 34 people in that environment way back when were indicted. Now, they were mm -hmm. all... They were all acquitted because they didn't do anything wrong. But right. of the 34 that were indicted after they murdered this man, 17 were unindictable co-conspirators because they were FBI agents. We are dealing with an infiltration of our, of, our, of our society where they are selling a story. This is just like war games, right? They're going through scenarios. They're building out. It's absolute evil. They're building out different environments where they can create a narrative. And if you follow that narrative, great. It leads to a great amount of no matter what race you are, slavery and enslavement, which frankly, you could argue that we're already in that place where we're sharecroppers on their property anyway, because you don't own your property. You have property tax. You don't pay it. They can take your homes. You're actually renting it from the government. That's a totally different segment we're going to have to go to later. Yeah, we'll have to do that different show. <laughs> but, but we're dealing with a massive 
massive, massive amount of government, uh, you know, I use indoctrination or propaganda, and they're using the tools of our society against us. They have weaponized media. They have weaponized technology. They are censoring us, taking away our First Amendment. They're hiding behind the Section 231, uh, which gives them public forum access and immunity uh, as platforms, yet they're, they're silencing one over another. And yet they're not doing anything about it. So if they're not doing anything about it, then we don't have judges. We have advocates, right? Yeah. They're activists. And at that point, and the police are saying, hey, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what I'm told. I was told to stand down. I can't do anything. I'm not allowed to, right? At that point, then you have a fiefdom. You have a kingdom mm-hmm. that's created. And then the people right now, we are now the royal subjects. We are not citizens. There's no citizenry at that point. So if they, if they can't do it, this is where I'm going to get, I'm going to say something to challenge the people that are listening. If not now, when? And if not, you who? Right? Because we have got to get to a place where we recognize that we're already in lawlessness. Right? And if they can't do it, step aside. We'll take care of it for you. I truly believe, I do not advocate for violence, but I truly believe we're at a place right now where the left is so violent and has created such a divide that the only way to take it back is to punch him in the mouth. And that is going to take, I'm just going to say it, that is going to take an enormous amount of courage from people in the community that recognize that our country's worth fighting for. It's worth it. And letting these terrorists do what they're doing, and that's what they are, they're terrorists, is Mm -hmm. allowing them to steal opportunity, indoctrinate your kids, and ultimately kill your kids um, while they press this, this evil indoctrination ideology. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're advocating violence at all. I don't advocate violence. Here's what I advocate. Uh, folks, exercise your Second Amendment rights and buy more guns and ammo at every opportunity. Train. Organize your neighborhoods. Organize, organize, organize. Have a self-defense plan for your family and, if you can, your neighborhood. Uh, and, uh, you know, if it comes to us, we will be ready. That is the way Americans faced Concord and Lexington. When it, the premier military force of the entire world came to them, they were prepared and ready as ready as the average citizen could be under the rights that they had even as colonists then. So it's our responsibility to be ready in case they come to us. And ladies and gentlemen, they are coming to you whether you believe it or not. Uh, and, and Joe, I think you're right. That's why I asked you the question about January 6th. You know, you said it's time for, for folks to stand up and plant the flag, take the stand that needs to be taken. Uh, and that is true. I'm, I mean, we're starting to see it around the country around uh, critical race theory in Loudoun County, Virginia, uh, and other, other states and school districts, parents are standing up. Uh, uh, is that why you organized uh, FEC United? Is that is that one of the main reasons behind FEC United was its faith, education, and commerce? Uh, so, you know, are you standing by to help these parents when this? Uh, we heard yesterday that the National Education Association, the largest teachers union, is going to do opposition research on organization and parents that are opposed to critical race theory when they come to teach it in schools, regardless of the law. Uh, will your group stand with them and can they find find help somehow through FEC United? 
Yeah, so we have a law and policy center that we're developing right now. It's only $60 to become a member every year, um, and you can become a card-carrying member of FEC United. We started in Colorado. We have 155,000 members already, and we're a young organization, started in August of last year and formalized in October. Um, but we, we want to be able to have a serious system of lawsuits. We want to be able to you know, fatigue them and their ability to do the things that they're doing now. We want people to run for office. We want to find people in the community that will come back to the community. And so we're, we're really, we're, we're kind of a, a, a morphed grassroots organization that's not grassroots anymore. We're Americans. Like we, mm -hmm. people are recognizing got to stand together. So we, we also have some unlikely or uh, alliances with different organizations that yeah. you would say, oh, that's not a conservative uh, organization. And I would tell you, well, what if they stand up for the American values to get rid of critical race theory? I mean, you can say, well, they're not conservative enough or they're not Christian enough. And I go, listen, I got to tell you something. We got to get back to the founding fathers and the fact that the, yeah. you know, the, the returning God to our, our society. Let's start on the basics. We can have a conversation on fundamental disagreements and values of, of uh, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Mormon. All that stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we have to unify under a very simple idea, and that is the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, um, the constitutional integrity of our society. And so we're we're doing a lot of great things in order to do that, bring that together. And then we have obviously on the education side, we're getting we're having seasons, series of recalls. We're recalling everyone. We want them to be as uncomfortable as possible. And so we're drawing people in, and we said, listen, let's just. Let's just make it so bad for them because they are weak. The left is super weak. Let's make it so bad for them that they have no other choice but to run for the hills, right? So, yes, yeah, so FEC United, we're, we're in 15, 16 states nearly fully, and we're growing to 50 states, which we'll be into by the end of the year. And um, we, we should have a, a pretty strong presence across the nation. And the left is, they're so afraid of us. More afraid because I don't stop speaking and I don't care. <laughs> And, and I was a wrestler, so I've never seen a fight that I didn't like. I've never picked a fight, but I certainly don't know what fear looks like. I've never run from a fight. Uh, and I know how to operate even if I'm, I'm afraid of something. Uh, that's what bravery and courage is all about is uh, fighting even if you are scared, you know. So I'll never run from a fight. I'll join FEC. Uh, I had John Teagan on uh, a few months ago. And I'm a member of the uh, UADF, uh, United American Defense Force, that that he yep. has organized and hope to once we get settled in our our new digs here after the camper experience hope to get more active uh down here in the southeastern part of the country because this is a national thing and uh and lynn matthews one of our viewers said uh you know being ready is one thing but people need to be educated and we have to have a plan that's exactly right lynn uh you have to have a plan start with your neighborhood defense plan though and then grow out to a community defense plan. Know who folks are that believe in Americans' values, that have the capability and the wherewithal to have the capability. Get trained, those kinds of things. Don't just sit back, go buy a gun and some bullets and stick it in your closet or your safe and say, yeah, we're good to go. It doesn't work that way. That's why the American people uh, were termed the militia by the founding fathers. Uh, not the militia that the media tries to beat up on and those kind of things, but the American people that have the right to bear arms are the defense for themselves and their communities. That's where you start. 
you develop that plan and join an organization like UADF and FEC and get with like-minded folks to defend, to defend this nation. Right, Joe? 100%. And we are at a critical place where courage is more infectious than fear. And I often yeah. say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So we got to step up. Um, we, we do grassroots activation where we walk door to door. We just ask people simply, is this the stuff that you believe in? Is this the stuff that you want your kids being taught? Even if you don't have kids, would you want mm -hmm. them being taught that white people are bad, black people are disadvantaged, they're not smart enough to use a computer or the internet? I mean, the, the whole idea of critical race theory is racist. And, um, and, and so as you walk door to door meeting people, you grow. And you said, talk, go into your neighborhood, have conversations with people in your neighborhood, and then stand together with other people and stop. Stop the pettiness that exists for us as Americans. We're petty. We're super petty. We fight and divide ourselves over, you know, this person was disrespectful. Man, if I, if I ran away from every person that was disrespectful to me, I'd be all by myself. <laughs> so would I. So would I. You know, and uh, I, I, I used to uh, get my back up uh, right after I left the military when someone would call me a racist or an extremist. Now I just ignore them because uh, that, that's that's all they want is for people to get into a, uh, especially a violent fight. That's that's what I've learned from January 6th is that the leftists and the communists want to want to get in a fight that, that that's not a planned fight. It's, it's an ineffectual kind of ooh uh, fisticuffs with a with a couple of flagpoles, baseball bats, maybe. Uh, and then they get to say, oh, look, see how bad the other side is. They're going to they're going to war against the democracy and cathedral of democracy and all those crazy terms that they use. Uh, you know, the 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 republic is is defined in that Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution of the United States. Those aren't buildings. It's it's right here. It's right here. Uh, look in the mirror. That's the Republic. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, the British have burned those buildings down before. Uh, we went through the Civil War, and they're not sacred. They're building. They're government buildings. And I worked for the government for 33 years. Government buildings are the worst, uh, worst kept things uh, uh, in existence. Uh, the uh, uh, I mentioned UADF. Uh, uh, do you guys work with them? I saw an incident back in June. Uh, let me, I wrote it down here. The Western Conservative Summit, where uh, I believe UADF was requested, support was requested to secure the citizens that were getting accosted by uh, Colorado Communist Party, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa operatives outside of the summit conference in Denver, I believe it was. Did you guys yeah, work with them on that? Yeah, so let's not let's not pretend that the Antifa and BLM are not the same thing. They are the same thing, right? <laughs> so that they Antifa, are. And Antifa are nothing but leftist radical terrorists, and so is BLM. Um, yeah. So our job, we, we had a plan. Again, this this comes down to a plan. FEC and UADF worked together because people were being terrorized at the Western Conservative Summit, and the person that ran the Western Conservative Summit was pissed off that we were there. And that was a part of our planning as well. We knew that that was a possibility that that would happen. Mm -hmm. But what we did is we went in there and said, all right, they're getting ready to leave. People are getting ready to leave. We're going to go in and we're going to get them out without problems. So what we did is we provoked them. We had about 35, 40 people. We actually had more like 100 people show up. But we had people mm -hmm. in different areas, people that infiltrated yeah. Tifa on their side. And we were ready if things clacked off that we were going to take care of business. But our job, the only job we had at that point is to distract them. So while they were over here distracted with us and getting mad and puffy chested, 
and and acting like fools, guess what was happening on the other side? <laughs> they were all just getting out. Everybody at the conservative yeah. just left because they were concerned about us. It, it mm -hmm. got so bad that they were chanting my name, that the Antifa <laughs> and BLM were chanting my name, and uh, at, you know at us. This is where they focus in on strength. They focus in on. Hey, we got to stop them. They, they are. Mm -hmm. And this is why I say that they're afraid, right? I'm not afraid. I'm not yeah. afraid. And, but I also know that, you know, God is at the wheel and it's his path, not my path. I would rather just be a CEO of a company, not have to deal with any of this, get back to business, watch your kids go to school, thrive, create opportunity, love people all over the, all over the world. I'd rather be that, but I, I don't, I don't get that path anymore. Right. And so in this case, my job is to go after Antifa. My job is to is to uncover who they are. My job is to tell everyone, look, you better get right with God because we're in, we're in the middle of a battle, a spiritual battle inside of our community. And it's going to take fortitude. It's going to take faith. It's going to take character. And it's going to take sacrifice. And if you're willing to make that sacrifice, we were willing to do it. We showed up on uh, the there that we had the, the, pro, the protesters on one side uh, that were Antifa people. They're not mm -hmm. the terrorists on one side. And we had the uh, Western Conservative Summit person on the other side saying, you got to leave, you're causing trouble. And we're like watching as hundreds of people leave and they had no idea what was happening, just walking yeah. right out because they were concentrating on us. And then the cops came over after it was done. A couple of the police officers said to us, you realize that all they, they all got out. And I was like, we knew exactly what we were doing. These people are stupid. They have no, they're, they're so enraged yeah. with hate that they missed the point. We were there. To get people out, we did our job, and then we went home. So, was it is it true that the police department really just stood back and yeah. let all this happen? Yeah. Wow. They let people become victims. They let yeah. people get ter terrorized. They they let people they let that happen. Right. We're we're mm -hmm. we're done. We're done. Not playing. They want to play games. They want to play games. They want to use technology in order to tell us what's going to happen next. Guess what? We're going to do the same thing. But right. guess what? I'm really good at strategy. And I have a lot mm -hmm. of guys that are really smart that have developed program methodology that will allow us to use the tech background that I have and they have in mm -hmm. order to understand what's coming next. And and we're, we're okay, right? But we're the, the police have got to stand up. The police have got to become more courageous. The police have to recognize that they took an oath. They're in office now. Their job is to protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. Not take you don't get to take 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 orders from someone that is hurting someone else, right? I, I could never take orders from someone that hurts someone else that puts someone in a position mm -hmm. where they're in danger. At that point, I'm going to tell the guy just go sit in the corner. I'm going to go let let the, let's us grown people handle it. Go handle it, and then come back and say, all right, now now I'm willing to take the consequences because I stood up for what's right, not what's popular. Well, we see we see the uh, the lack of support for the police departments around the country, resulting in them standing back uh, and pulling back. Uh, uh, and you see the results, especially in the cities. You know, like uh, Chicago was bad before BLM and George Floyd and all that, but uh, but New York City, LA. I mean, you're talking like 800 percent increases in violent crime, murders, uh, uh, and those kind of things. And most of them are not with guns. You know, the dreaded guns that the Democrats like to blame uh, that inanimate object on on all kinds of violent crime uh, do you do you think that's part of it or are these guys uh, a leftist controlled department under a leftist 
city there in Denver, uh, or is that all kind of working together? Look, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old with more courage than 99% of the men out there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he went there to save people. He yeah. he was under constant attack. He didn't go in there trying to kill anyone, right? He went in there yeah. and said, "I'm going to stand up for people that are being that are being victimized," right? Yeah. And, and so, what we're seeing right now, when we start looking at um, what's happening in our society, if we look at the police and we look at, you know, uh, what's happening in New York and and Chicago, keep in mind these are safe havens. These are places that criminals can can operate with impunity in it. But if you carry a gun to protect yourself and you use that gun to protect yourself, you go to prison, right? So it's the only place in the world where it's bizarro world completely. Like right now I carry a gun. I have a gun on me. I have yeah. security. I have people that protect me. But the only people that get that are people in positions of power and authority. Everyone else, you're just a, you're just a pauper. You're just a, a sharecropper. Just go out there and, and make money for me. And if you become a victim, too bad. Right. The value of your life means nothing in these environments. And it's all run by these radical Democrats. So that not only is it their high crime, but these are Antifa. These are BLM members. These are mm -hmm. the criminals and pedophiles and rapists and closet racists. That's what they are. And now they, they recognize it's a free for all. I can just do whatever I want. That's now, you're going to be called a conspiracy theorist for that, mentioning pedophiles and all that, even though we've seen evidence, direct evidence uh, that's out there and the facts show uh, that that is re actually real. Uh, they're going to call you a conspiracy theorist and a nut for that. You sexualize, you sexualize six-year-olds, five-year-olds, four-year-olds. Disney's doing it right now. they got a movie yeah. called Out. That movie is about two men that are kissing in the movie. They're, they're, they put that as age appropriate for five and six year olds. That's pedophilia. You go back to 2018 with BLM and Antifa. They had signs out they were holding. It says stop pedo bashing. This, yeah. this is not something. Remember, they said they weren't communists before until they came out with communists. We have to stop. This is not a conspiracy. This is truth right in front of us. The open border is so that women and children can be trafficked with no social security number. No one's looking for them. They can fill their coffers. Right. That's what's happening. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a theory. That is absolutely what's happening. People are disappearing and being taken to some sort of place where they can abuse these women and children. And, and, and frankly, to call me a conspiracy theorist is just to stand against the factual basis. But they do it as well in the election. They call it the big lie when they are mm -hmm. the big lie. They are the big liars. That's exactly right. You can pretty much tell when somebody's accusing you of something, they're probably yeah. doing it. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, that's the point. And, and, and the sad part about the trafficking issue and pedophilia is that there are multiple lines of operation that have been you mentioned the border uh, opened up by the supposed person who 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 is supposed to protect and faithfully execute the laws of the land. Mr. Yeah. Joe Biden uh, has provided the widest superhighway for human trafficking uh, and pedophilia and narco trafficking that has ever been built. Uh, and opened in the, the anywhere in the world, let alone in this country. Uh, so you're just spouting the facts, and I just want I want to put it out there because people are going to say it. They say it to you about you, me, uh, all kinds of other people all the time. Anyway, uh, I wanted to hear hear them hear them uh, hear you tell them what you think of that, and that's a great uh, great response, man. Uh, so uh, I put the Twitter feed, uh, Twitter handle for FEC United on the banner here, Joe. Uh, how can people find you and these organizations, these great organizations that are standing up for America? 
Well, so you can follow me. I'm not much of a social media guy. I've been kicked off of Facebook now three or four times. You can find me on there. My daughter built me a Facebook page. I'd rather not be on Facebook, but I'm only on there because people are on there. Uh, yeah. So you can find me at Joe Oltman everywhere else, though. Telegram is the place that I really yeah. like talking to people because I can I can just speak my mind. Um, but I'm also on uh, Getter. I do recognize that there's a problem there. I'm there to talk to everyone. It's it's exhausting. Honestly, I got yes. kicked off Twitter, so I'm not there. Uh, but I am on Parlor. I am on uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, but I've not been m much on social media, so I've I uh, I've got a you know Conservative Daily has a huge following. I got about a million and a half people at Conservative Daily podcast that download us every month, and uh, so it's uh, you can go there as well. Conservative Daily podcast, one of the top conservative podcasts in the nation. And frankly, two things you need to know about me: I don't I've been blessed, so I I, I don't get paid to do what I do. Um, which is you know the the legal part has been kind of a, a pain in the butt but the uh the lawsuit anyway but the other mm -hmm. part is is that i'm an introvert i'm not an extrovert so i'm not looking for i would much rather just be the guy that that was never known was never uh never had to speak my name just did my part and served my community and served my fellow americans but unfortunately it's a different time and i recognize that i'm i'm not afraid so i'm not afraid i need to stand up and so I, I do speak my mind. I speak truth, and it, it offends people sometimes. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You know, uh, speech that offends us, we should be protecting more than anything else because it's those ideas yeah. that usually turn into something good. Uh, yeah. That's what how this country got created, man. Uh, uh, so uh, anything coming up next? Uh, I know you guys sponsored the pastor from, I believe it was yeah. Canada, the Polish pastor that got arrested uh, for preaching the gospel. Uh yeah. Any, any other stuff coming up in the near future? Yeah. yeah, so I'm on the Clay Clark uh, Thrive Time Show tour, the Faith and Freedom tour. So I'll be in Anaheim uh, speaking there. From there, I'll go to uh, Grand Rapids, uh, which is in uh, Michigan. From there, I'll go to Colorado Springs. Then I'll go to San Antonio. And uh, we also have the premiere that I'm. Uh, we're working really hard with a couple of donors to make the movie free. But the deep rig dot movie is the movie about election fraud with patrick byrne mike flynn um mm -hmm. so we've got a lot of really cool stuff that that um we're working on then and i'm speaking all over the country i think i have 19 uh tour dates in the next uh, 45 days and it fills it's filling up pretty fast so i'll be speaking probably at a town or city in your state sometime in the next 90 days um, as we start uh, really uncovering some of the massive amounts of fraud and what we need to do to combat it going into 2022. Well, if you're down here on the Gulf Coast, uh, give us a holler because we want to meet you in person and uh, uh, maybe do right. another interview in person and uh, get, the, get the word out again and, and cover whatever activity you're doing down here because, uh, you know, uh, we've got to get the word out uh, and uh, we've got to got to continue to organize and we've got to uh, really rebuild connections that have, have been devastated by one of the things is the digital world uh, between peoples. Uh, and uh, like Dr. Martin Luther King uh, set the great example, he fervently believed in the values and the Declaration of Independence and, and that America wasn't following those laws, the natural laws uh, that are documented in, in our founding documents. And, and, and it was that love 
that fervent love for those laws and those ideas that led to his great work, uh, which I believe also came from God, uh, quite frankly. But we have to we have to seal the deal. And maybe that's what our opportunity is, is to seal the deal for Dr. King's children and grandchildren to be considered for their character and not the color of their skin. And that's all I want for my grandchildren, too. I didn't think I thought I'd be retired, man. Uh, I've served a long time and uh, I'm on the beach. I want to learn to surf and some other things that I wanted to do when I was younger. Uh, but now I'm going to have to pay the pain of being an old man trying it. But uh, but I'm not. I went into politics because I saw the politicians are worse than the mafia, as I heard in the, in a certain movie about the Godfather uh, just the other night, or reheard it, that uh, mo- uh, politicians are just like the mafia. They're all criminals, uh, and uh, we've got to stand up and fight it. So we appreciate it, Joe, and thank you for spending time with us in this audience. Uh, uh, they will follow you, and folks, go join FEC United. Join United American Defense Force. Uh, Joe, any last words? Courage is more infectious than fear. This is your country. And the reason why you should stand up is because your neighbor's worth it. Your kids are worth it. Even those generations you'll never know are worth it. This is our Beach of Normandy moment. And I know that some of us will suffer and have to make bigger sacrifices than others as we run towards the gunfire, which is the radical left. But unfortunately, uh, it's necessary. But history will tell a, a different story of, of the, the courageous sacrifice that you make as you do things unselfishly to serve others. So God bless you and just make sure that you you also pray and keep God in your community and in your society because without God, nothing is possible. With God, everything is possible. Well, God bless you and your family. May they may he protect and keep you, my friend, and uh, uh, stay in the fight. Uh, we're with you and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, God bless you. Well, friends, that's uh, Joe Altman. Uh, those are the facts. You know, he's he's given the truth uh, from his perspective. You can read a whole lot of crazy things about the man, uh, but uh, uh, the truth is that he's brave. Uh, he has the sanity and the courage to stand up to insanity uh, and cowardice, and that's what's happening amongst the Marxists in America uh, and all of us that still believe in that Declaration of Independence that we celebrated again just a few days ago in our 245th year, uh, have to stand up uh, and stand in the breach because there is a breach. Uh, We have to do it to stop the Marxists and preserve the United States of America as the free, independent, liberty-protecting nation that it was founded to be. I'm Rob Manus, and I'll see you next week.